Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, June 5th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone are both showing a Black Lives Matter message before every online match. Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics, and The Outer Worlds are both out today on Switch. And I give Liberated a formal review. It's a news light episode today, making it a little atypical, but I hope you don't mind. Every Call of Duty match is starting with a Black Lives Matter message right now. Activision and Call of Duty have implemented a surprising but absolutely welcome message before every match of Call of Duty Warzone and Modern Warfare multiplayer. GameZone Online's Cade Onder shared a tweet with a screenshot of the message, and it reads, Black Lives Matter. Our community is hurting. The systemic inequalities our community experiences are once again center stage. Call of Duty and Infinity Ward stand for equality and inclusion. We stand against the racism and injustice our black community endures. Until change happens and black lives matter, we will never truly be the community we strive to be. It could absolutely be seen as a platitude, which I think is fair. But like I have said with many of these corporate messages like this, I would rather they say something than just sit back and say nothing. I also liked this take from Max Krieger, at Max Krieger VG on Twitter, who wrote, I don't feel great about this, considering this franchise has some of the coziest ties to the military-industrial complex in our entire industry, but this is going to immediately activate gamer rage in every racist teen nationwide, which whips ass. Had to break out the censor bleep for that one, but I think it was worth it. Here's what released today. Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics is out today for Switch, which under normal circumstances would be a very easy to ignore video game. Digital versions of card and board games are easy to come by and often feel cheap, but this is a Nintendo game and it looks surprisingly awesome. Like I don't even really like card and board games that much outside of video games with a few exceptions. But the presentation just looks wild, and I find myself thinking, hmm, you know, it would be nice to have a comprehensive card and board game on my Switch, you know, just in case. In case of what, I'm not sure, but seriously, check out a trailer, you will be impressed. The Outer Worlds is out on Switch today, which is an impressive port on paper, but the results appear to be pretty mixed. I actually downloaded it last night because I am obsessed with Switch ports, and publisher Private Division sent over a code through MinMax, which, by the way, I want to be clear about something. I like to mention when companies send me codes to download games, not to brag, 
But for full disclosure, I just want you to know when I have been provided a code by a publisher or a developer. But anyway, Private Division sent over a code, which I appreciate, and I got it downloaded last night, but I haven't played it yet. Digital Foundry's John Linneman did its breakdown on the Switch port and wrote, It's the Outer Worlds on Switch, but it's nowhere near the quality of any other version. And in this case, portability isn't enough to save the day. I recognize the huge challenges facing the team on this one, and I respect the effort put into it, but the end result doesn't hold up, and I can't recommend it. Kotaku's Ethan Gatch, unfortunately, offered a similar sentiment, writing, It's definitely still possible to play the game in docked mode with a pro controller and enjoy some of what The Outer Worlds has to offer, but unlike the version that came out last fall, the Switch port feels like a skip. So that's too bad. I am more than happy to take concessions to play a game on Switch, but it sounds like this one is a fair bit rougher than most ports. I still want to check it out, though, and who knows, maybe it will get some helpful patches in the future. Got my fingers crossed. Command & Conquer Remastered Collection is out today on PC. I'm not a big RTS guy, and I never really played the original, so I will just let the Steam's store description do the talking. Command & Conquer and Red Alert are both remastered in 4K by the former Westwood Studios team members. Includes all three expansions, rebuilt multiplayer, a modernized UI, map editor, bonus footage gallery, and over seven hours of remastered music. I think Command & Conquer fans felt a little burned by the free-to-play mobile game that got a surprising amount of screen time during an EA E3 press conference, but this really seems more in line with what the fans of the series want to play. We Were Here Together is a co-op puzzle game about surviving in Frozen Tundra that released for PC last year. It's out today on Xbox One, and reading some of the reviews on the Steam version's release... It sounds like it's a tough game, but in a positive way, like you need to break out a notebook to solve the puzzles kind of tough, which I'm into. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I finished playing through Liberated on Switch recently, so I wanted to give it a formal review. Liberated, released in the beginning of June on Switch this year, and its timing is either perfect or terrible, depending on if you want to experience fiction that immediately reflects the current state of the world. Liberated's eShop description reads, Welcome to a brave new world. Undeniable truth and personal freedoms are dying. Revolution is near. Rise up in the blood-stained struggle for a land of the free. 
I pursued the game in the hopes that it would offer some kind of cathartic experience mirroring everything that is happening in the United States. And while it did not provide that for me, it does have some interesting flair and it attempts to do something interesting with its story and presentation, even if the final product is not totally successful. Over the course of the game, you follow a handful of characters on both sides of a near-future society where physical money has been removed. All currency is digital now, which makes it easier for the government to track purchases. It also posits a world where the government takes special interest in people who do not present themselves on social media. If you're not sharing everything about your life, then you must be hiding something. In terms of fascist fiction... I like examining the ideas being presented here, and without spoiling the game's conclusion, I will say it's not a particularly optimistic ending. And social media plays a role in that wrap-up, which is interesting, but not particularly affecting. In fact, I wasn't really moved at any point in the story. The world established here is interesting and hopefully not prescient, but I didn't feel anything towards any of the characters and mostly just ended up considering the world academically. The actual gameplay is similarly interesting, a word I have said and will continue to say a lot, without being particularly compelling. The presentation, however, I really liked. Liberated takes place over the course of four comic books, and the game literally plays out on its pages. This happens in a way that is obvious in the cutscenes, the story is told by moving between drawn panels, where speech bubbles appear over the characters' heads. Periodically, however, as it moves over to a new panel, it becomes gameplay. The borders of the comic panel remain on the screen as you play, and it will even transition between panels occasionally as you move area to area. It's a nice touch, and I liked watching the pages turn as I made progress. The environments are 3D, but the action takes place on a 2D plane, the game never reaches the heights of something like Playdead's Inside, but there were many moments where I was reminded of that game, just in the way the camera moved or the way the player seemed to be moving through the 3D space, despite remaining on a 2D plane. Opportunities exist to hide and stealth kill enemies, but without any incentive to sneak or stealth kill, I had no issues just running through shooting everyone in sight, which just never felt right, whether I was playing as the hacker group trying to publicize government secrets, or the police captain trying to quell dissent. Both groups just mercilessly shot everyone with no regard, which is not an uncommon video game thing, but with the world being established as it was, and an ambiguous, terrible incident taking place at a school serving as an important plot point, it just felt at odds with the story. There are also issues related to controlling characters. All of them feel needlessly loose, and every dead body in the environment becomes a physics object that you must walk over. This leads to many moments where bodies would comically bounce around as I walked by them, which really felt against the dire, grounded tone Liberated wanted to strike. There are also moments while playing as the police captain where he has to dive underwater to explore facilities and pull levers to open doors that just felt goofy. It's one thing to be a skilled, improvisational hacker sneaking their way into a secret government facility, it's something else to be a police captain with an army of officers at your back trying to secure a building because there are bad guys inside. It just felt weird to be swimming around solving puzzles. Liberated has a point of view 
about surveillance and the distribution of information that is interesting and, at a time like this, incredibly pertinent. I like when games have a point of view and have something to say, but the most complimentary thing I can say about its narrative is something I have said a lot. It's interesting, which isn't a strong emotional reaction. The gameplay shortcomings hold it back from encouraging me to continue to explore its world, but I really liked the comic book presentation and its general art style. On my Gaming Ride Home review scale, I give it a 2 out of 5. The game is available on Switch right now, but should be available on Steam soon. That's it for gaming news today. Carl Rubin sent me a very, very important correction, or rather, a suggestion about my list of THQ Nordic's remaster names. Carl said in an email, they should have called it The Raven, newer more. And he's undeniably absolutely right. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info, like Carl Rubin did. And please, consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. Uh, I've said this over the course of the last few days. I'll say it again. MinMax actually has a GoFundMe going right now to raise money to help rebuild Minneapolis. Proceeds are going toward the West Broadway Business and Area Coalition, which is partnering with Northside Funders Group to support local businesses in North Minneapolis. I have a link to the GoFundMe in the show notes if you want to take a look at that, and I hope you will consider lending it some support. I will talk to you more about video games on Tuesday. I will actually have a special guest covering Monday's episode. To get a little personal, I had a good friend that I met in high school unexpectedly pass away earlier this week. So I am taking Monday off to try and figure that out and process it a bit. His name was Garrett, and we played in a band together for many years. And I I really, I miss him a lot already. As a small tribute, and because this is a podcast about video games, I wanted to share this song he wrote while we were all in high school, which was somehow more than 15 years ago, which can't be right, but I double-checked the math, and it somehow is. It's this crazy song about the Genesis game, Shinobi, that is just ridiculous, and listening to it now makes me both laugh at its absurdity and cry. I'm on the drums, the guy that actually wrote all the music you hear every day on the Gaming Ride Home podcast. Joel Moore is playing guitar. And Garrett is on bass. Garrett's voice is also the one insisting that this one goes out to all the hardcore ninjas at the start of the song. And he's the one shouting his way through all the verses. This one goes out to all the hardcore ninjas.
Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.